Hi there, Randy Green here. Let us continue. We are on page 42 of The Souls of Humanity, where I read the text and add in comments that are necessary for the understanding of it. In many ways, I covered much ground in the Building the Bridges to the Better Future uh, series, podcast series, but here I'm going into the details of it because, as I see it, it's important to understand our past so we can clear it out, solidify what is left, integrate it, upgrade it, so we can continue our progression journey to create better futures. If we're stuck in the past and stuck in patterns that are connected to code streams or timelines in the holographic network of the past, then once the energies of the transition dynamics of the new grand cycles and the original configuration will hit us harder than if we had have the ability to clear it out and upgrade so that we come in alignment with the original types of energies from the, there to be slingshot into the continued evolutionary cycles as well as the dynamics that are part of the new grand cycle. So this is the solar um, event that is happening where our sun shifts from being a artificially upheld density to sun, fueling the genetics and timelines of the regress races of the original LPU and transforming it back to the reality field configuration of the ancient ones that are aligning it and realigning it with the holographic metaverse or the original reality fields it sprung from to beginning, from the beginning. So this is me reading the history as I recall it. Others have given their version of history and I'm not talking from the angle of the true humanoids. I'm talking from the angle of the true humans, the races that we all sprung from of the 12 lineages. So in a way, my accounting of history is dissimilar to many of the other types of history of extraterrestrials and different forms of groups of um, races that are part of the middle domain and the inner domain, as well as the outer domains. In this material, I'm going to read the chapter that's called the separation from the holographic metaverse. The less progressive races began to settle into the resonance fields of the less progressive universe, building new settlements. And as I talked about in the introduction, that's why the colonizers that came here calls it settlements, because for them, in their minds, having lost their own history and thereby no longer the ability to recall it, they are just literally moving from space to space because they've been doing that for so long, like grasshoppers moving from one space into another, living, sustaining from it and moving on once they have depleted it for all of its resources. And they don't even recall why they're doing it. As I also mentioned in the previous podcast, the current insectoid races, as well as the avian races and reptoid races that we have today, are technically hybrids of the original humanoid races and were expelled from some of their original settlements as part of the LPU on a higher level within systems that were part of the original settlements before the timeline event. And this is the history as I remember it for all of the races of our quadrant and how we came to be who and what we are today. And perhaps if we recall who and what we are, then it's easier for us to realign and what do you call it? in capture or find peace in uh, the history as it unfolded 
since most of the history today is imbued with so many distortions for all of us that it all comes down to our own personal interpretation of our own history and the disjustice that has been done to us, or at least so we perceive it, without realizing that perhaps this is part of some original uh, events and choices that we participated in, and by that were slingshot into different timelines, which have led to our lack of understanding of who and what we are today. So this is, this is why I'm reading it one more time, both for the humanoids, the hybrids, and the original true humans. So what is our joint history as I see it? And that's my book, The Souls of Humanity. So we have now the new settlements that they began to build. At this point in time, they were humans of the true human variety. And if you ask me, how do they look? Well, they let us just go with different variations of head, arms, torso, legs. No um, gender, as we understand of it. This is a later engineering. Uh, taller, since we are in holographic metaverse where organic vessels do not solidify, they're not crystalline, they don't have molecular structure as we know of it. It's not frequency-based. We kind of get into trouble when we try to explain it. Are they light beings? Well, we might perceive them as such from our lower level of perception, but on their own level, definitely not. So this is the features of the holographic metaverse, is that if you're on the same level or part of that reality field, you appear similar to the reality field configuration you're part of. If you're looking at it from another angle, then it looks differently, as in when you look from a less dense uh, point of view, uh, then it, whatever is below you will seem more dense. That's the outer domain and the middle domain. If you are in the inner domain, you look at the middle domain and in the outer domain, they will look more dense. They will have a slower vibrational uh, oscillation. They will, they will vibrate in a different form. Their resonance fields will function in a different way that makes them dissimilar. The other way around, if you're looking at the inner domain from a middle domain or an outer domain perspective, you might see the inner domain beings as light beings or galactic beings, but the matter of the fact is that they are just as quote-unquote uh, normal as the rest of the ones in the holographic universal structures. They are just vibrating on a different level and their energy systems are just more complex. So what differs between the outer domain, the middle domain, the inner domain is the complexity rate of the holographic energetic architecture. That means the outer domain goes primarily with developing what we call the organic vessels into the highest purity rate using the holographic energetic units of that reality field. So the main focus there is the transformational processes of the organic, what is called life form units. In the middle domain, the main focus is the vibrational field, the transformation of the heart field, uh, linking up to code streams and timelines and racial grids and holographic network, transforming this into the high standards using the rules of engagement and the outer domain, the principles. When we go into the inner domains, well, then the focus is the radiation field and transformational processes of the mind field and the connectivity to what we could call all of the levels that are beyond what we, the, the more individualized levels of the outer domain and the middle domain and going into vast collective fields where we are connected to all levels of the holographic network or the cosmic web. 
including all the technologies that could grow from there, including the um, reality field constructions that were built by the ancient ones. So to be able to get to that point, you have to have above clearance uh, accessibility and really deep in deep uh, science uh, understanding, high-order scientific level understanding of how reality works, how you work, how other works, and onward and so forth. And the above clearance was um, meant as a joke. Okay, so we're now having the less progressive races, aka the humanoids. They began to settle in the resonance fields of their now newly created universe that they had created, as I explained in the previous podcast, due to dissim dissimilarities in their configuration. That came to be due to the change of the way they thought. The, the, the code systems began to change. That created a different vibration, that created a different organic vessel, and by that they changed altogether. From this, you also get that in the, the holographic metaverse, technically we can exist in the outer domain, middle domain, and inner domain at the same time in different variations of whom what we are. So the humanoids, which were, as you recall, having the genetic flow already from the previous universal cycle, which technically led to the possibility of this. Since they hadn't cleared it out, it was still there, it was dormant. The whole disagreement activated that brought to life some of the old coatings and then began to rearrange them in a more what we call a match-up with the previous universal cycles and how we were configured at the time using 10 universal cycles uh, within different types of um, spatial uh, reality fields that held what we understand as time and space with a large um, much more slow configuration that is similar to what we understand as frequency energies. So to sustain their reality field and what they have created, and they wanted to keep themselves segregated from the other the, the other group because they there had now become a schism. They were discontent with how the meta councils operated. So they were now literally just flipping the finger and say, I'm going the other direction. You do your thing, we do our thing. And by that, we begin to create uh, technologies that will uphold our configuration and we will show you that we know how to do this. They literally said, we got this. You don't want to help us? We got this. We'll do this. So what they did was that they created an artificial core in the core domains of the LPU or their new universal structure. And that artificial core is called the central sun. They created the central sun to fuel their resonance fields with the energies they needed to survive. You see, once you segregate from the original cycles, you also segregate yourself from the viability rate of the holographic network or the cosmic web. And you segregate yourself from the lineages that you sprung from, meaning that even though these three groups, they pulled with them their original lineages, there were still some of the ones that remain as part of the true humans. And they later on became diplomats trying to reunite and travel between the two different uh, sectors that were not being created. But the moment you begin to do that, then you, you lose the viability rate of the reality fields you're connected to. As I explained in the previous podcast, to exist, the organic vessel has to be connected to the to reality field you're part of. You have to be fueled by the holographic network itself so that your consciousness potentials together with the hollow units of the network and the reality field you're part of can produce what's called genetics. 
genetics there are then upholding your organic vessels, your vibrational field and your mind field so that your full-blown entity that can operate in the outer domain, middle domain and inner domains. But if you lose the connectivity to the holographic network of the outer, inner and middle domains, well then your energy system will begin to deteriorate. So they needed to create an artificial structure called the central sun to fuel their network so that they could upheld their artificial structure they are created. So being caught off, cut off from the main core principles of the holographic metaverse, the choice of creating a new type of universe that did not follow the pull of the evolutionary cycle had energetically placed them to a halt, demanding a new source to sustain their holographic reality fields. A new source, central sun. And I, I really want you to pay attention to this one because that will, once you begin to understand that, then you begin to understand that as they lost their memory due to the timeline event and the regression, then the new source that would fuel them energetically became what later on was the idea of returning to source, the central sun. But the central sun is technology that upholds reality fields. And if you then say, well, if you regress and your genetics lose the ability to discern on higher levels of your existence, then suddenly this becomes something that is or might be interpreted as the mind, when in fact it is a piece of technology, similar as the sun. The older civilizations, they interpreted the sun as a being and worshipped it. At least that's what history tells us. The central sun was, and is, based upon the principles of the previous oversoul cycles, that is the previous universal structure. Remember, they wanted to go back to the previous cycles, and I call them oversoul cycles just for the sake of easiness. You can read the Souls of Humanity on these pages or go to the hidden history where I created with illustrations the overview of how that one came to be. In a way, it's, it's not... Uh, for some it's important, for others it's not so important. The matter of the fact is that we have the, the, the evolutionary cycles are fueled by the holographic network that are connected to different types of uh, racial grids that allows for the lineages to take on different stages of their evolutionary processes. And that's what we call the soul cycle, so to speak. So the central sun was based upon the principles of the previous cycles of evolution from the previous universal structure, which were and are still in play in the holographic metaverse due to the transition dynamics. How so? Well, even though we spilled over into the new universal cycles, the old ones are still there because they overlap, as I explained in the earlier stages of the souls of humanity or the earlier pages. So we're always in a transition transition between what was, what is, and what will be. So we transform what was, so we are more solidified and strengthened in what is, so that we have a larger understanding of what will come. As in, I explained in the previous podcast, having the ability to look into the future, because we can now begin to calculate the probability rate of certain futures, because we are now in such mastery, level of mastery of our own energy system, that we can literally project who and what we are into the future timelines and see who and what we are now, how that will unfold as ourselves into the future. And we can also do that on the collective level. 
that, of course, feedback loop into where we are now so we can make different decisions. And that's the whole purpose of it. You look into the future, you see, if I continue with who and what I am now, having the energetic configuration of who and what I am now, how does that then lead to, what kind of future does that lead to? What kind of future does that unfold? And if we don't like what we see, we change our ways. In that way, we could say karma doesn't exist because if we have the ability to look into the past and clear out what stands in the way of the present, and by that clear out and strengthen ourselves so that we can choose the futures that we would like to unfold, well, then there's no distortion, is there? And that's some of the effects of the timeline event is that that cloaked or made it impossible for us to look correctly back into the past because that had been um, disassembled from the original holographic code streams and created timelines instead that were now crystallizing and get, got stuck in the holographic network as a kind of a, 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 a stick in the wheel, uh, creating distortion in the natural dynamics of elevation processes. And at the same time, we lost the ability to transform what we were in the now because we no longer had access to the past. And that's some of the new technologies that were created as an attempt to undo that as well. But that I'm getting ahead of myself. So back to the text. To this core, we're talking about the central sun. To this core, a certain amount of the principles from the previous universal cycles were added, making it possible for the light coding to keep up the principles of life, the light units inside the light coding instead of instigating the transformational processes. It is completely normal to transform holographic energetic units. Just throwing that one in there, and I explained that in the transition science courses. The central sun consists of less progressive principles. So they not only did they tamper with the original principles, they took the principles of the previous universal cycles for the organic vessels. Remember I told you principles go with the organic vessels, rules of engagement goes with the vibrational field, uh, the radiation field is administered through the natural laws of energy utilization. So we know what to do as part of the holographic teaching systems, all of the constructions of the ancient ones have built into them. So everything is kind of laid out for us if only we are willing to listen and connect to these levels of information. I remember some of the spheres uh, that were part of the original workstations where we could go to the spheres and then have a long conversation um, with the information that the ancient ones had left be behind us. The, the spheres were kind of computers, if you like it, where you could look up different types of information. But you had to connect your consciousness to the spheres and have the correct level to be able to get the correct level of information. That means you could not get information you're not ready to get. You could only get what was the next step of your progression journey and by that give you the information that was needed for you to continue your evolutionary processes. What they did with the central sun, it was artificial, and by that they also created new types of principles that would, in their opinion, lead to what we could say the best progression rate that they could accomplish. They changed the entire structure of the universal cycles to be in alignment with their consciousness potentials and what they wanted to achieve, which was quite unheard of. Instead of working within group dynamics, they now began to work within the racial lineages and what would they saw to be prosperous for their universal lineages and not for the joint majority of the universal lineages. They stopped adhering to the highest good of the many and began adhering to the highest good of their lineages. So another split, another schism. 
The central sun consists of less progressive principles based upon an early version of reversed light coding. And that's what I mean here. They reversed back to the previous dynamics of the previous universal cycles. So it was already seeded in there. And that's important to, to understand when we talk about the timeline event, why that could create an overall blast of reversed uh, hollow units. So we're here having, we already have flawed genetics from previous universal cycles within three lineages. They now created the technology and an artificial reality construction that had also reversed the principles of the organic vessels, including the different standards and progression rate for their lineages so that it would align with who and what they were and at the same time connecting it to technology. So now you begin to see, okay, it was all seated in, in the original holographic metaverse. So when, when shit hit the fan, well, it was already there. It was just amplifying what was already, had already been done by the quote unquote benevolent races. And that's important to remember that the ones that were part of the holographic metaverse, all of the lineages are technically what we call benevolent races. And that's why I say it's all relative reality, right? Because they divided. But at that point in time, when they did the re-engineering, they were still quote unquote benevolent. The timeline event just added to that schism and literally created what we could say the groups of disposition as in a polarization that was now imbued with the third cycle energies of the previous universal cycles. But that was only possible because they already had the coding deliberately chosen to have it to sustain their different type of lineages. This is important to understand so that we stop the blame game and the shame game, because there is, it all began as it always does in many ways with the good intentions. But the, if you don't hold it up against the reality field configuration and you don't hold it up against the principles and the rules and the laws and you begin to twist the principles and the rules and the laws and you no longer go to the spheres holding the holographic teaching system that could put you back on track and you lose the ability to see what is the effect and the outcome of the changes you're doing in the now. What is the effect in the past cycles? What type of energy will you pull in from the past if you don't clear out what's in the now? And you lose the ability to see the outcome of your choices you're doing in the now. Well, of course, then it becomes more and more quote unquote service to self. So instead of having the highest good of the many and the ability to trust the ones that could see into the future, they segregated and began to create the idea that what they were doing were good for their lineages and what the right move for their lineages and technology would help their lineages, the foundation of service to self. And it came out of an idea to try and help the three lineages. And there were people from the holographic metaverse that supported that and went with these three lineages and supported them in their work. Just to discover later on that that choice was also perhaps not the right choice, especially after the timeline event, since either before that, they, the ones that changed and went into the, to the LPU, they had to change their genetic composition to be able to assist the ones that they felt was the rightful choice to assist them. And when then when the timeline event hit, as I explained prior in the prior podcast, well, then their configuration were altered altogether. And suddenly they were in the mix with the regress races because they had artificial type of genetics inserted, connected to the central sun. And due to the timeline event, we're no longer able 
able to go back into the holographic metaverse. Then you had the benevolence that suddenly became, or the true humans that suddenly became a humanoid or a hybrid. That created the first foundation of the hybrid races. So the reverse light coding runs on one third of the original progression dynamics, which means that the less progressive resonance fields do and can evolve, although slowly and not dissolve. So that was the first uh, change in re-engineering that did, because in the normal holographic metaverse universal cycles, either you elevate or you begin to, to devolve, moving into what we call the regression cycles or as part of what we see, the, the spiral movement that eventually will flush you out the toilet, to put it that way. So either you go upstream or you follow the stream downwards into what we could call a lesser viability rate into sectors that are part of the previous universal cycles. And if you still not do the turnaround and move upwards up against the stream and elevate, well, then there is there is only that. Um, gate out of the, the outer domains that leads into what's called the abyss. And that's the jump, uh, the junkyard for all unuseful genetics where they dissolve and cease to exist entirely. And that's where the stasis chambers come in intersecting that before that happens. And then hope for uh, new cycles that will assist you in your progression dynamics, as in that, because the, this is difficult to understand, but the construction of the ancient ones technically circulate around within different cycles. So they're not stationary, they're not local, they're non-local. They come into life, they come into existence according to the genetics that are activated. So within consciousness potentials that are similar to the different dynamics of the different reality fields come into being they elevate into that level, then the whole reality field is kind of switched on. Until then, it doesn't exist. So when there are consciousness potentials that are ready to enter into that type of reality, then the reality field switches on and the constructions comes into life because it's based upon consciousness potentials. So when the consciousness potentials are there for a specific type of construction to come to life, quote unquote, to come into manifestation, when they when when their consciousness beings enter into that part of the holographic network, then it all comes to life due to their ability, the resemblance, the genetic and energetic alignment with that level of the, the holographic structures that are built into the holographic metaverse. And if nobody holds that configuration, then the whole construction is pulled away and ceases to exist. And then whatever's left there will go into other reality fields that are in alignment with the configuration of the energy system, as well as the consciousness potentials. And that's very, very important to understand. That's how we, we can operate between the past, present and future. And we can literally be pushed back into the past if our energy configuration is in alignment with the reality field configurations of the past. And that's part of the re-engineering that happened to our solar system. And that's why we are now part of the previous universal cycles of the past and not in the current universal cycles that where we're supposed to be. And that's part of the resetting that's happening. Every resetting that has happened inside a reality field, every cataclysmic event, quote unquote, that has happened, is because at some point the viability rate is literally too low inside our solar system and thereby it must reconfigure itself. 
and reposition itself into its original configuration as part of the structures of the ancient ones. And that happens every, let's just say, 250,000 years. But if the ones that live there quicker disassemble their genetics or go into what we call regression dynamics, well, then the viability rate will be quickly emptied out. And then the default mechanism will kick in when that happened. And that is why we have the cataclysmic event. So it happens naturally to preserve the engineering of the original construction. I talk about that in the whole philosophy book. So with that, we also understand that for a long time, the humanoid races now unfolding the resonance fields of the less progressive universe, the LPU, fo focused on building their preferred manifestations and to match the central sun energetically, they invented technologies to change the original holographic form with its original uh, genetics from the lineages they sprung from. The new technologies made it possible to pull reverse light coding from the central sun into the holographic vessel through the heart vortex, just like it was done in the original holographic metaverse. You see, our heart field is connected to the vibrational field that are connected to that level of the core domains that unfolds what we call the lineages and the different purposes and function of the lineages. That has in the Bela material called, been called rays and in the Ashanadine material called condor rays. And in my book, I use the word condor rays as well. But it is the same idea that these are what we call the code streams holding the potentiality and the, the what we call the reality configurations that allows us to unfold certain potentials within our lineages that come into play. So uh, my interpretation of that is dissimilar to what is presented in the Ashanadine material. That's why I'm not out there teaching the Ashanadine material because it's not my material. That's part of the crystalline Syrian bees that sprung from the humanoid groups of the workstations that were trying to undo the effects of the timeline event. That's not part of that's and that's the Atlantean timelines, and that's not part of, of my projects. My project is the restoration program, the pillar projects, so that's something entirely else. But as I said, we are joining history here. So let's try and see there are different people out there speaking their truth and speaking from their memories and the information they have got. And again, when I talk about the dissimilarity between the information I'm presenting and the information many of the others are presenting, they're getting it from the extraterrestrial species. I'm getting this from my own recall memories. This is how I remember it. So, so that's the difference. And these memories, as I said, could be implanted, but it comes, it's not been given to me by an extraterrestrial. I haven't been pulled in and read about it. I have not been sitting in some kind of council meeting where it's been handed over to me. This is me as I activate it. I remember this and I wrote it down as I remembered it. So this is my memories. You're reading a book that is based upon my memories and at the time how I interpreted these memories and the language I used to express these memories. So that's, that's where I kind of see how I differ from the rest of uh, what I've encountered out there uh, uh, on the, the internet, because I, I have just, this is what I picked up on the internet on the many, many YouTube videos that were put out there from many different people and many different groups uh, presenting their version of reality and history as they recalled it from within their factions and how they recalled the event line that led to the current situation that we're in. 
and you will, when you discover your own memories, you will have your own version of it. As I talked about, let's go to the mall together and see what you experience and how you describe what you experience and what I experience. But that does not mean that we are copyrighted, that my experiences are mine and mine alone. They are an interpretation of reality, absolutely. And you have your interpretation of reality, absolutely. But when we talk about the highest good of the many, it's about time, I think, that we stop segregating and fighting each other and begin to work to unite and figure out, okay, where do we meet up and how do we, what do we use this information for and in what manner? And that's part of some of the counterforces here. They are trying very, very hard to make us not align, to make us not recall together, to make us not join forces, to make us not understand that this is similar and by that begin to put the pieces together that would actually strengthen us instead of having doubt because we isolated and on our own uh, begin to then thinking out okay we are actually there are others that have the same memories it's dissimilar but it's similar and and what does that mean for us what does that mean for my memories is this then confirmation or is it the psyop that we've been part of that we are then meeting not because it's the is the true memories but because we have been part of similar programs and what does that then mean that's also confirmation that we are not just some kind of of person that that is sharing something nobody can really Relate to, but actually it's relatable. Others have the same memories. We talk about these dynamics in, in psychotherapy as well, and that's one of the reasons why people go to see a psychotherapist because there they get a, a, a kind of verification of their own memories in a context where they also get the education of uh, some of the childhood traumas, seeing it in the context of yes, this is this is what it is. Others have had that too. This is how you can work around it. This is how you can repair and how you can heal from these childhood traumas by working your way through it because you get tools and a verification of this is not something you're making up. Because one of the biggest hindrances for us, aside from all of the emotional rushes and distortion energies, is doubt. Doubt is one of the best tools to take anyone down. If you doubt yourself, it's very difficult to stand, um, to come out and tell your truth. If you doubt it yourself, if you doubt if it's true, and if others doubt it as well, and begin to tell you this is not true, this is not yours, and gaslighting you to believe it's not, well, then you've got nothing, right? Then you've got absolutely nothing to share. You've got nothing to come out with aside from that, yeah, other people are probably right because the majority says otherwise. So that's some of the issues that we're dealing with, those of us who have these memories and have these experiences, is that we are completely and utterly left to our own little canoe in a very, very large ocean. And we're the only ones that are recalling this in a way. And that makes us the ones that everybody else is looking at and pointing fingers at and says, this is not my memory. This is not my reality. And then we can say, well, this is mine. And then, of course, we have now the move in the psychodynamics now where people say, I respect your version of uh, your memories and what you see and what you interpret. But that's still kind of, that's just a nice way to say, yeah, I still don't believe you. But I respect you remember that, but I don't believe that. So, so that is still kind of, that's just a more subtle way of still this, um, discharging or what you call it, uh, dissing, that's the word for it, uh, what the other person is saying. It's, it's still not being met. It's still not being contained. It's still not being, there's no resonance there. 
as when you go and see a psychotherapist that is educated in so many different things, including probably have some own processes he or she has worked her way or his way through. And by that, actually have a full-blown understanding of what the dynamics are. That's why I want to recommend people to see a psychotherapist. Pick one that is specialized within the area that is your trauma that you need to heal. Because if you go to a psychotherapist that has no understanding of your trauma, then it's impossible to get healed. It's technically just a re-traumatization. So to be able to heal our past life traumas, we need to be around people that recognize what we have experienced in a manner we have experienced it, not due to the dissimilarities in words, we need to learn to communicate right in a manner so we can build bridges. But we also need to learn to build bridges of our memories so we can resonate and say, well, I might not recall that as the, that way I had a different version of it. And at the same time, also be on our guards of the interception memories that leads us into timelines that are not really ours. So we don't just take the entire memory as this is the truth and nothing but the truth, but saying there are portions of that that I can feel in my heart. This is true because it connects to the original holographic architecture of your being, whereas this is not mine. And when people say, why is it not yours? Because I just know it's not mine. And then of course, we also go into the whole diet, uh, denial, there are the 7D technology, aside from doubt and depression and denial, then there is also this, are we denying it because we have a technology attached to us? Or are we denying it because we don't want to look at it? That's another dynamic that is also in play. But as you learn to work with your vibrational field and your heart field, and you have switched on the inclusivity and the compassion and the, the caring and the self-healing possibilities, then you will learn to see much, much more easy what is yours and what's not yours. And then that's where the true knowledge kicks in, not because you're in denial or because you don't want to look at it or because it's too difficult for you to look at. Sometimes it is, but when you experience that blocking, as we talk about psychodynamics as well, as if when a psychotherapist tells you, I see this and this, and then you go in and you defend yourself. That's another one of the seven Ds, defend. And you go in and say, that's not true. And the response you give is, is a little bit over the top for that question. Then you know we are in some kind of denial. Then you know you're in some kind of program that blocks you from accessing whatever it is. Or it's psychodynamics that are based upon fear or shame or something you are not ready to look at yet. And then the job for the psychotherapist is to wait for you to get ready. Wait, wait for you to align with whatever you need to look at. When your um, energy fields are ready to release that content, similar to the spheres of the original holographic teaching system. So we have inbuilt systems in our energy system that creates what we call homeostasis or balancing principles. That's principle two, that will give you the information you need at the time you need it. As you know, when the student is ready, the teacher will show up, including the law of reciprocity of the reality field we're part of that will show you through different events, not as much anymore, unfortunately, due to the event programs, but the original programs, in, despite of the reconfiguration, the reengineering of the invading races, still allowed for a minimum level of synchronicity, a minimal level of mirroring from the reality field itself. Because as you will understand, as we go further into this one, the old 
races, the elder races that were part of the invading forces, the colonizers, they understood that if they changed the reality field too much, then it would completely distort it and there would not be the original repair mechanism. It would go into complete reset. Uh, as I talked about the construction of the ancient ones in the whole philosophy book. So, so a lot of to be explained here, but once you begin to recall this and understand that then the principles are not just a ritual that you follow or some kind of rigid belief system, then it naturally adds up with your own memories and your understanding of how the reality works and how the energies work within your organic vessel and how the rules of engagement work to add up and complement your vibrational field to activate on the correct level so that you can activate the correct holographic units so you can activate the correct holographic code systems that will allow you to recall your true consciousness potentials. So this is this is what the humanoids did in the LPU or there, which has later on due to the loss of viability rate now become the parallel universal matrix. Technically, the LPU is the universal matrix. So the original holographic metaverse, the soul races created a form directly. So this is how it used to be. In the holographic metaverse, the soul races or the lineages would create a form directly from the soul genetics by pulling in the light coding from the resonance field they wanted to work in. And by that, linking up to the core principles of that field from the heart vortex. That is the heart field where we connect to the holographic network using the genetics of our racial lineage to create the organic vessel that we want to have using the blueprint of the library of that specific reality field. A form is changeable according to the energies that are pulled in as well as changes according to the development of the soul genetics. So that means as we develop our consciousness potentials, our vibrational field changes, our radiation field changes, and by that also changes our organic vessels. And once we completed the cycles and the, what we are to learn in the different reality fields, we naturally, due to the laws of energetic and genetic affinity, will shift to the other reality fields that are in alignment with what we have developed. So we shift, we transition between the evolutionary cycles by changing our holographic energetic architecture. I talk about that too in the transition science courses. However, since the core principles of the LPU races, the humanoids, had become artificial and based upon pre-conscious energy of the previous cycles. And here I say pre-consciousness, because in the previous universal cycles, we did not have consciousness. We had intelligence. That is why the human brain is now running on frequency energies that produces intelligence or mind or mental capacities running linearly within a time-space continuum, because that is what was in the previous universal cycles. And not consciousness. We call it consciousness, but compared to the original consciousness units, not consciousness, because our consciousness is not capable of transforming reality, is not capable of working with holographic principles, is not possible and cannot create. Our minds are intellectual capacities that run within specific uh, programs and specific thought forms that are engineered for the purpose of keeping our brain stuck within specific reality field configurations that prevents us 
from connecting to our true uh, consciousness potentials. So the LPU of the humanoid races invented new forms to keep uh, that connectedness to the previous universal cycle energies, the previous universal cycle consciousness structures, which at that time were not called consciousness, but intelligence. And by that altered altogether the reality configuration and by that began to literally disconnect the original consciousness units from the original holographic metaverse. So doing so, it became impossible due to the laws of energetic and genetic affinity to reunite with the holographic metaverse. Once they had done that, they were quote unquote, happy with their new invention. And to begin with, the humanoid races continued the production of the technologically enhanced genetics that were developed before the division and added more features to the original genetics by altering the fusion rate of the light coding and the light units. And I'm saying here, as they were still part of the holographic metaverse, they began experimenting with that and they took all of these technologies and inventions and blueprints with them into the LPU. There it of course changed because the reality field configuration was dim, dissimilar and that altered the technologies as well. What was functional in the holographic metaverse suddenly began to change its features and invert in dissimilar ways into the, the, the alignment of the configuration of the central sun. And I don't think that they had uh, understood the ramifications of that. Anyways, we'll just leave it there. But that's technically what led to the timeline event because these technologies, they changed due to the reversed engineering of the into the central sun. And by that laid the foundation of pulling in more third cycle energies, which completely um, led to the unfortunate event that's called the timeline event. So after having done this, this generated a new type of light coding that suited the, the humanoid race as well. The new light coding of the body was dynamic and held many of the features of the original holographic changeable forms or organic vessels, although still matching the artificial central sun. It had to have a higher ratio of light coding from the previous uh, lineages or what we call evolutionary cycles. The new holographic form that they had created were in opposition to the holographic form of the metaverse. As in the original holographic form of the metaverse had the opposite as in a higher ratio of light units and less light coding to ensure the ability to transform. And I'm here talking about that the metaverse and the holographic uh, architecture of the, the true human races had a higher ratio of what we call current types of consciousness that held the progression rate of the current type of cycles and less what we call the light coding of the previous universal cycles. These were the holographic energetic units we were to transform. But in the LPU, they switched it around and said, we will hold lesser of the progressive cycles consciousness units, align it more with our previous type of awareness, let's call it that, 
and higher ratio of the previous universal cycle's energy unit. So they deliberately changed to be lesser consciousness infused with a higher ratio of previous universal cycle type of energy units. They become more energy beings than consciousness beings. Whereas the true human races are more consciousness beings than energy beings. And that's very, very important to understand because once they did that, then the configuration between the two verses were so dissimilar that they fully separated. And with that, I will end this podcast. Thank you.